Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mutt and Lou, 93.7 WEEI. Started with the football of gotten into the Celtics. Big week for them, Spurs and Thunder. Joining us on the AT&T hotline, AT&T 4G LTE with speeds up to 10 times faster then 3G, AT&T, Rethink Possible, the great Jackie McMullen of ESPN. Happy Thanksgiving, Jackie. Yeah, same to you. Same to you, Mutt. We uh, have spent some time the last couple of minutes here talking about what happened Sunday, and not just the Celtics loss in Detroit, but the Rajon Rondo assist streak continuing and Doc drawing up plays late in that game to make sure Rondo got his ninth and tenth assist to, to keep that double-digit assist streak. What, what did you think of how that went down on Sunday? Well... I mean, it's the problem with these kind of streaks. Um, it's not the first time that's happened, nor the last. Uh, I know that uh, when Magic Johnson was in the midst of his streak, there was all sorts of little things that went on. In fact, uh, the, the Celtics players used to complain, DJ in particular, when they went to the forum to play there, that um, something that was an assist for Magic wasn't an assist for them. And uh, so it's, it's interesting that he got it done on the road. Uh, instead of at home. So, listen, it's it's a distraction to some degree, but the game was well out of hand, and I think uh, Doc knows the, the record means something to Rondo, and he figured, why not? I don't think he was going to go way out of his way to make it happen, but uh, I guess I don't, I'm not as upset about it as everybody else. Uh, I, you know, I, when, you, when you try to get a triple-double by throwing at your own basket and missing, that's the kind of stuff that gets you annoyed, right? <laughs> I mean, I was in yeah. the building when he did that. Yeah. Like, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, you know, Jackie, listen, I'm not upset about it. I, I just, like, to me, I, I feel like the streak is over. And and I was a little surprised, I think, that, that Doc did it. You know, you hear the assistant coaches, how many assistants you have but during timeouts. Mm-hmm. And I think it just takes away from a team. And obviously, they're not playing great or consistently as you would have liked. And when that happens, you start looking at saying, okay, well, is Ronald going to be passing up shots, you know, to get his assists? Are we focused on the right things? Right. But I, I don't think that's really what happened, do you? Well, I think the assistants wanted to know how many assists he had. And right, then they drew right. up a play so, and they called the so, timeout. You know, the game's out of reach. That's the, that's the case. But I don't think um, Rondo in, a, in a, you know, an important game is going to change what, he, what he's doing to keep that streak alive. Because then, you, then it's a problem. I guess that's why I, I, I wasn't as upset about it as, as others. Because to me, it was, it was, a, you know, a, it was a, to me, almost a classic trap game. Because Detroit's so much better than people think. Oh, they really are. They got some really nice young players on that team: Stucky, Grug Monroe. I mean, they're, they're, they're you know they're not as bad as their record indicated, and they were going to be at home, and it's at the end of a long trip for the Celtics. You almost could see it, couldn't you? So I think this situation being at what it was, you know, if they're playing the Lakers and it's a five-point game, we're not even having this conversation. In terms of what we've seen through 11 games, I think it's so early. I think November especially, you can't make any broad generalizations about an NBA team. 
Is there anything that stands out to you that maybe you didn't expect, Jackie, in these first 11 from what we've seen from the Celtics team? Yes. The one thing that I think they have to be accountable for is their their lack of consistency defensively. And I know they've got new players and they're rotating in and I get all that, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a defensive urgency that I think set them apart last year, especially at the end of the season when they were making that run uh, at the playoffs and, and came up against the Heat. And, you know, they do seem to have the ability, I guess, we've got to say the, the sample tells us that they have the ability to switch, flip that switch when they need to come springtime. Uh, but I just think that they need to be a little more defensively accountable overall after 11 games than they have been because that's, that's how they're going to win games. They're not going to wow people on the glass, as we know for sure, and, and they're not going to outscore people. So you'd think they'd, spend, they'd have a little more urgency about that end of the floor. You know, at what point do you start looking at this Celtics team? Because I know it's early and they're deep and they got a lot of new bodies. Is it once Avery Bradley kind of gets back into the mix, do you start to really form an opinion on this team? Yeah, after the first of the year, I think, Lou, honestly. I, I You know, Bradley is going to be so central to what they do, especially with that defensive pressure with he and Rondo in the backcourt together. And, and then you're, you're asking Courtney Lee and some of these other guys to come off the bench in maybe a more comfortable role than what they've been asked to, to do so far. So, I, yeah, I don't even – I'm not even – I mean, I'm watching the games because I want to see, but uh, I'm not worried or making any determinations till the first of the year. Is there any surprise that Courtney Lee off the bench hasn't been hasn't settled anymore? I guess I assume Jackie that he would they'd run some plays they ran for Ray and he'd get some open shots and he'd be kind of a consistent scoring threat off the bench. Right. Meanwhile, Chris Wilcox has been a, a, a bigger impact than, than Courtney Lee has been so far. Oh, I love Chris Wilcox. I think Me we too. talked about him before the season even started. I mean, when he was playing well that stretch last year, they were a really good basketball team because he does give them some size and some rebounding. And, and, and I think it's a little early on Courtney Lee, too. I think he came in pressing. I think he came in trying too hard. This is the first time he's been on a a team like this, you know, with a really, you know, with a bunch of Hall of Fame veterans around him and, and a chance to you know, really contend. So I'm going to give him a, a little more time. No, Darko seems to be just, he's gone, right? It looks like Doc thinks yeah. that he's going to be out of here. He's not coming back. And you have that open spot, and you've been hearing some names. And listen, I don't know if Marcin Gortat is a reality. I know maybe he's not happy about his playing time or how he's involved. I don't know. And then you hear Kenyon Martin. In your mind, how do they fill that spot, or do they right now? I think they wait and see. Listen, if they could get Gortat, I like Gortat. Yeah. I've always liked him. But uh, what, at what price? I mean, oh, he's six point eight million. So now you got to well, match yeah, that I mean, up, and you know, and do they? I don't know. Is it that simple? I kind of think not, right? So there'd be a lot of people interested in Gortat besides the Celtics. I can tell you that. And Kenya Martin, boy, I, I always loved the way Kenya Martin played um, when he was healthy and when he was at the peak of it. He just, I, I thought he, was, he plays really hard. I just don't know what his health is at this point. I, I wouldn't be against that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it would be low risk, high reward. That's the kind of situation they put themselves in. Uh, I like I like his energy, and, and maybe they could use a little bit of that. But but there must be a reason why they're they're holding off, and every, and not to mention all the other teams in the league. I mean, there's a reason why he's still out there. Uh, Jackie McMullen joining us. It's, we got Spurs and Thunder this week. Right. We 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 all agree it's early, but I think kind of a measuring stick, right? Two of the better teams in the West to see how the Celtics right now shape up against those two teams. Well, I'm sure if you're Doc, you'd like to win. You'd like to beat someone besides Washington and Toronto, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and you know, as historically, these are the kind of games that Rondo lives for, as we know, because even though we're all looking at it as San Antonio and OKC, he's looking at it as Tony Parker and Russell Westbrook, particularly particularly Westbrook. Uh, that's a you know, that's a an interesting rivalry, I think, because the two of them are both vying for the same kind of 
street cred, if you will, in the NBA. They both uh, have been second fiddle to someone else, even though they themselves are all-stars and, and, you know, very high-caliber players. So, um, I'm in particular, I'm really looking forward to uh, Friday night. You know, I know you talk about Detroit there, you know, how they are better than their record. Just getting back to that, I'm just – I'm just a little surprised, I think. I just thought this team would be better with their depth on back-to-back nights, you know. And so you got, like, Jeff Green, and you just like, maybe expect more out of him on those sort of nights to carry, and carry that team. Were you just surprised? Because they came out shooting the ball great in that first quarter then just sort of lost it after that. The legs took over. I just I expected more, I think, with the depth. Well, I think you have a right to expect that, Lou. And, I mean, again, it goes back to me, to the defensive effort, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, you play defense in that game and to match the offense – and you're right in it, and maybe you, you know, a Detroit team that hasn't won gets demoralized, right? And then you you take it away. So to me, again, it goes back to that defensive consistency, that defensive effort. But, but again, that was, and I've lost track now. Was that like the fourth game in five? Four, yeah, fourth and five nights, seventh, seventh and seventh. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, I, to me, that's especially a veteran team. They're like, yeah, all right, we've been here before. When this place used to matter, yeah, I think I'll, yeah, I'm gonna let this one go. Is that right? Absolutely not. Does it happen all around the league? Oh, yes, it does. And Lou, as a baseball player who played however many, whatever, 100, yeah. you know how that Well, I only goes. played about 40 of them. Well, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the, the mentality. There. Sure. I want to circle back. We talked last week about Mike D'Antoni and, and, right. and, and his, his hiring there in L.A. I thought yeah. Doc, Doc said something with, with Chris Russo yesterday. He didn't like the way it was done, saying they right. embarrassed Phil Jackson. Do you feel like, looking back at that, that – you're talking to him the day before, and then the Lakers hiring D'Antoni and calling Jackson at like three in the morning and saying, "By the way, we're going with somebody else." Was that was that meant to embarrass Phil Jackson? You think, Jackie? Um, I don't know if it was meant to embarrass him, but I think Phil Jackson has a hand in it. Frankly, I'm going to disagree with Doc on this. I, Phil Jackson, you know, was trying to hold them hostage, and uh, and if if Jim Buss had ever acquiesced to Phil Jackson's demands and requests or whatever you want to call them. He would have, you know, it wouldn't have been his team. It would have been Phil Jackson's team. And there's just no way Jim Buss is going to do that. So I don't feel that sorry for Phil Jackson, to be frank with you, because I think he had a chance um, to be a little more reasonable. If he really wanted the job, there was a way to do it. I mean, not traveling, all this other stuff. So I, I, I'm going to respectfully disagree with Doc on that. No, D'Antoni's you know, history, when you look at it, you know, exciting offense, run and right. gun, three-point shots, get the shots up there. Defensively, maybe not the soundest of teams. How does this whole thing play out? Because when it's the Lakers and you've got the kind of talent, it's not about winning a division, winning games. It's about winning championships. Well, first of all, can we just talk about the fact that Mike D'Antoni is coming off a knee replacement and is <laughs> out there coaching? Crutches. That's just astonishing to me. Astonishing to me. My mom had a knee replacement. It, I mean, it's in essence uh, amputating your leg and then putting – and that this guy is up and around and trying to coach in the NBA, to me, just blows me away. God bless him. Because you know that Vicodin is not going to be far <laughs> from the nightstand. I mean, he's in a lot of pain, that dude. So I give him a ton of credit, a ton of credit for that. Uh, listen, he's never had someone like Dwight Howard on his team before. And I think anyone who's got Dwight Howard in the middle um, is going to have some success defensively. I'm just going to stick my neck out and say that. <laughs> so let's see what he does with, with a dominant big man, a shot blocker, a rebounder in the middle. It looked pretty good the other night, you know, in his debut. It looked all right. So I think I don't think it's that D'Antoni – listen, he loves offense. There's no question. But it's not like he's allergic to defense. I think if you present him with the proper personnel, they'll figure it out. I mean, I, I, I picked the Lakers to win it all before the season started, and I'm, I guess I'm going to stubbornly pick to that, uh, stick to that pick because it is only November. Uh, as a very good collegiate basketball player yourself at UNH, I think you are supremely – 
set to help us answer the question of what happened to Jack Taylor last night. Now, I don't want to compare D3 Grinnell to UNH. That's, it's not, well, not even, first of it, all, you, you, you know, it's like the saying was, the older I get, the better I was. Yeah. You know, I really wasn't all that good, my dear. No, don't say that. You were a tremendous player at UNH. I, I've heard from enough people there in Durham to know that. Now, when you see it, when you read this morning, you watch on SportsCenter, that a right. D3 player scores 138 yeah. points and takes, oh, I don't know, about 100 or so right. shots. Right. Well, isn't that bad for college athletics, yeah, Jackie? Yeah, everybody's all up in arms in this. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm in the holiday spirit or something. I got a kick out of it. I mean, this is what Grinnell does. This is their system. This has been going on for almost 20 years, you know. I think they've led the, the uh, league, the, the NCAA, you know, in scoring for 17 out of the last 19 years or something. So this is not a new phenomenon with this coach. And he rotates these players in. You know, there was, I think, close to 15 or 16 players that played for Grinnell in that game last night. And uh, a whole bunch of them, like nine or ten of them, played at least ten minutes or more in that game. And the guy that had the old record is on was on was on the team. So I mean, this is just you know this it was this kid's turn to jack it up, you know, pun intended. And I um I know um, I'm about to go on around the horn, and we did a conference call this morning about this. And Kevin Blackstone is just like you, just appalled. This is an abomination. It's you know a disgrace. And I guess I just. You know, it's one game. It's 15 minutes for this one kid. It didn't really hurt anybody except for the winless team that they trounced, who had a kid who scored 77 points, by the way, on 34 of 44 shooting. Great percentage. So they were doing it the same thing. So I'm, I'm you know, I think I'm just in a happy Thanksgiving mashed potato <laughs> kind of mood, guys. Yeah, I, I bet you'd be tough it. to find a guy that scores 78 points and his team still loses by 75. That's brutal, isn't <laughs> it? That'd be difficult <laughs> to find, right? Imagine that, and you only missed 10 shots. Wow. Oh, the poor the poor guy. Jackie, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Enjoy the holiday and look forward to talking with you Thank again you next guys. week. I'll see you next week. Uh, Jackie McMullen joining us on the AT&T Hotline. And when Jackie joins us, she is brought to you by Town Fair Tire and by our friends at HSA Insurance. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.